Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. And today we've got a Thanksgiving edition featuring Andrew the Goon Bennett, got Jay Bonnie, and myself, Ben Seibel, your host. Hope you guys enjoy. And here's the Thanksgiving pod. There's plenty of changes that can be made, but but we're it's, we're yet to see them. And yeah, man, I'm really missing Jalen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. this week that's the biggest thing yeah but because yeah dude these guys that lineup just cannot i don't know what it is man like it, it's it's one of them it's one of those things people say you, you can't just look at the stat sheet you got to just watch the t like the, the chemistry is not there or the ability might not be there something something's missing and it's uh and yeah, it's a coaching thing. It's a it's a lineup thing. It's a chemistry thing. But yeah, yeah, really missing Jalen this week as he uh, has two thirty point games <clears throat> against you know two decent teams. He played like played against the Thunder and the and the uh, the Blazers. But yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's been rough for the Mavs. It's been rough. Yeah, and it. It just, it feels like unforced, self-inflicted errors, right? Like, like you said, we, like, I understand we talked a lot about how talent acquisition and, like, and, and asset management from the GM standpoint, from the front office has been a failure. Like, they, the front office is who lost Jalen Brunson. The front office is who signed JaVale McGee. Like those are two two moves that have damaged the overall construction of the team, but it's up to Jason Kidd on who gets minutes and who <laughs> plays, and and so far, seventeen games into the season, we have not seen the best players on our team play together, and that seems like that seems like. I mean, that seems like NBA coaching 101. Is that a 100 level course? Is that a high school level course of like, of like, hey guys, I mean, <laughs> we want you, we want the best players to play at the same time. Yeah, it's a really weird dynamic where we've just put so much like on Maxi or on Dorian or on Reggie that if they're not knocking down shots, which they haven't been, it's just like two on five or it's um, that's, what's so crazy is like, yes, like obviously Christian Wood could be better at defense, but if those other guys aren't scoring, then you're not really, you know, ho- hopefully he can just learn to hustle and, and maybe he can have Maxi as out there too. But um, it's just really weird. And, and you can tell the team is, is kind of, disjointed right now to lose to an undermanned nuggets team and and then go to boston and just get like the crap beat out from like from the jump and boston is clearly a better team they had everybody um but i think it was kind of a humbling experience like hey like this isn't gonna work against the best teams in the league 
This is so, well, and this is what a title <clears throat> contender looks like. This is the. It distance. has like five dribblers, pe- five people who can dribble, <clears throat> not just two people. Who can this dribble. is this is the gap between <laughs> you and the title contenders, and the really painful thing about it. And Jay, you mentioned it, you know, missing Jalen Brunson, is I think with Brunson, and honestly, I think with Goran Dragic, we are a lot closer to the Celtics right now, but without them. We are miles away, um, and confused. Like with, with Brunson, out it, it when you have those guys, this team just has more of an identity. Like like you you kind of you could connect dots and and just imagine plays coming together in your head. But but yeah yeah like what with what we got today, it's just um it's hard to it's hard to see it come together on the court. I'm looking now at the um, at our at our basketball reference page for this season, and and it, it's been interesting looking at at how Christian Woods minutes, and um, just seeing on paper how how Christian Woods usage is so far below, like three, four, five other dudes on the roster, but but he plays fewer minutes than Reggie, for sure. His, his performance is is way outshining them. And yeah, I mean Reggie's played. Uh, Reggie's been available the whole time. Yeah, so like Christian, he did miss a couple games, right? But even factoring that in, like Reggie's way, way outpaced um, Wood in in minutes on a court, and and really the only thing that these guys have that Christian doesn't have is is protecting the ball, and um, I don't know. I think maybe you could argue some things on defense. Like I do get frustrated watching Christian Wood on defense, you know, like, like everybody has, you know, brought up, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's bewildering, but it also, it's, it's hopeful. It's there's still, there's still a little bit of hope in me that, that this will just come together once, you know, once we start getting those guys out, once we start getting Christian Wood playing more and once, once Reggie Bullock's shock is together, yeah, as we mentioned last time, he historically <clears throat> historically starts rough shooting. I don't know if he doesn't play during the summer or what. Like, I don't know. Everybody's got their own thing. You know, maybe he literally takes the summer off and and just I don't know. Maybe it's to maybe it's 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 a seasonal thing and it's just tough to get your shot together, whatever, whatever. And he'll get it together at some point. It's just clockwork. But yeah, until then. <laughs> but here's the thing that I struggle with about Christian Wood. Is there another 20 and 10 guy in the league who gets benched because his defense is like, I mean, I guess you could say like maybe Andre Drummond a couple of years ago, like, but no one else. I, I, I'm struggling to think of another situation where someone who scores like 28 points, like he did on Wednesday night, or was that Wednesday night, Tuesday night? Someone who scores twenty five nuggets. Yeah. yeah. Someone who scores twenty-five plus against the Celtics. Like, and we're benching him because his defense isn't good enough. Like, are you aware who the franchise player is? And I know like Luca's defense has has improved greatly over the last couple of seasons. But what what are we doing here? Like, I understand, like this Do- is this is the NBA. Like <laughs> Do you think like there's something that we don't see off the court, maybe like in practice or something that kid is just like, Oh, like maybe he hasn't checked a box that he needs to check. Or maybe his, it seems like his attitude is pretty good in the quotes that he'll give, 
where he's like, I'm just going to play my part. I've, I've made it clear that I want to start, but I'm just going to keep playing my part. I wonder if it's something that like, maybe we don't have like knowledge of. It seems it's, it just, it's very peculiar. It seems, me. it seems like he took a piss in Jason Kidd's coffee. <laughs> it seems, it, it seems like there's something we don't know because he clearly could be helping the team, but it seems like it's more than just scheme wise like you wouldn't want to play him it seems yeah it, it just seems like there's something else and which is weird because if you're the Mavs like just think about when we had Kristaps even when Kristaps wasn't doing great we still featured Kristaps we still played him a bunch like we like we're singing his praises all day long but and and then that turned into a trade that got us Dinwiddie but you know this is an expiring contract in Christian Wood so Based off of how this relationship has started, people are already saying, like, yeah, he's more than likely not going to sign here. If given the choice, he'll just probably sign somewhere else. So, like, the least we could do is just feature him and just kind of say, like, you know, give him all the minutes he wants. Um, Yeah, I'm losing Ben here. Same. My tinfoil hat on this is that JaVale McGee, Dwight Powell, um, maybe like Christian Wood too. Sorry, man, you were breaking up a little bit. Uh, I was saying my tinfoil hat on this issue is that between especially JaVale McGee and Christian Wood and, and Dwight Powell perhaps, there's got to be some kind of, okay, JaVale, you, you like. The leadership council has it out for him. Yeah, there's there's some kind of favor. There's, there's, there's some politics going on and it's, and it's like, and it's, and it's, seeping into the minutes and the, the uh, coaching decisions like I think JaVale McGee was promised like you know part of buttering him up part of getting him to put the pin on the paper was like bro bro but yo you'll start you'll start 20 you'll start at least 20 games here or you know like I really think it's something like that because you know why would you <laughs> be bad other you know unless there's some other unless there's some other um you know motives but I, I think it's like favoritism or, you know, maybe they're friends or something, you know, JaVale and kid are, are pretty close in age, <laughs> they're probably closer in age than kid and, uh, than, uh, McGee. Well, they won a championship Kibler. together. So they have history. They played, you know, he was under him, you know, when he, they were at the Lakers. Um, and, and I, yeah, it just seems weird. Obviously kid has more history with Reggie, with Dorian, with Maxi. But if they're not performing, at what point do you put in the guy who is scoring 20 and 10? And just yesterday. Like, yeah, right. Like, I don't <laughs> it doesn't there's there's gotta be something else that we just don't know. It's just so bizarre to me that yeah. Um uh yeah, it's it came across like this, especially after that nuggets loss. Because you, you saw it. Yeah, and you've seen it a couple of times where um like in that in that five minute stretch at the end of the fourth quarter the starters come back in and we had I think at that point we had like a seven or eight point lead or like a five we had a comfortable not a comfortable lead but we were ahead we were ahead by like five or six points and then we have a couple of bad offensive possessions I think they got a bucket but it like it starts to tighten up a little bit and you and you start to real you you're like everyone in the building starts to realize the starters are not it. These guys aren't doing it. And who comes back in the game? Josh Green does. 
and I think he hit his final. <clears throat> he missed his last three point shot of the game, which would have won it for us. But I think he made one more play. But there was kind of an admission there from Jason Kidd, like, oh shit, the starters aren't getting it done. I need a different lineup out there. And he brought Josh Green back in. So, but not Christian Wood. He would Christian Wood did not see the floor in the final five or six minutes. And yeah, I, I don't I just don't and and he's shown through the first 17, 18 games now, he's shown he's willing to experiment because Dwight Powell did not touch the court in the first three games. Like JaVel McGee has started, Dwight Powell has started. I'm not sure if Maxi has started. Um I feel I like we may so. have had um, yeah. He's been he's been out the last few games. But he's switching up the lineups. But the one thing that has remained the same is Christian Wood. And in some of his postgame comments, he seems like he's playing coy about like, you know, I think he said after the night saying he said something like everybody's got to earn their minutes. And meanwhile, you're looking at you're looking at Tim Hardaway, who played 30 minutes the other night. And you're like, really, Tim? You're you're gonna play Tim, twenty five minutes, when he goes zero for nine, and you're not gonna play Christian Wood, who went, you know, four for four for six in his in his twelve minutes of play. It, like you like you were mentioning Ben about, if you don't see this guy fitting long term, you want to jack up his value so you can trade him, and the way to jack up his value is to play him. And it seems like the Mavs have decided, you know whose value we want to jack up? You know whose value we, we want to trade is Tim Hardaway Jr. And the more they play him, the lower his value becomes. And the less they play Christian Wood, the more it looks like he's just going to walk for nothing. Or they're going to trade him for nothing. When they, yeah, it's... <clears throat> Maybe in the next week, Christian Wood will start starting, and we can say goodbye to this to this era in in the Mavs season. But it cannot come soon soon enough. <laughs> so we've got the the Raptors today. We're playing them without like four of their best players. L, um, which really, is, hey, which for any just... other team would be a win, but we can't we can't pencil that one in. Um, I think we have a crazy week where we're playing like the Bucks and the uh and the Warriors. It, the Warriors, yeah, like back to back. So we'll, we, we will strangely win one of those games. <laughs> I think the Bucks. I like the I like well, home home against the Warriors. That, that that might be a dub. That 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 gave us a surprise last year. I remember at least once. Yeah, it's uh it's a weird time. I, I think hopefully we get more um, more of a defined role for Christian Wood. Hopefully we get more clarification. Um, but I think honestly, even with that, there's just more work that needs to be done, like trade wise. So I'm curious. I'm curious if if a we can find a trade, and by that I mean somebody wants something that we have. Like I'm curious if you know that that comes to fruition. I feel like putting Mavs in the trade machine lately has just been, uh, 
like a few dollar exercise because like we're so down on our team. I can't imagine what like other teams are like, yeah, that guy can't dribble. Like why would I want him on my team? So I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on for Mavs? Um, or we all peep the new uh, the new jerseys. I think they're the, sick. <laughs> the blue ones. Yeah, the blue ones the, with the. Oh, like our retro. Yeah, this got kind of a retro, almost nineties feel to it. But yeah, like uh, oh, yeah. it's got like the white font, and then it's got like green. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got my brother one of the one of the new retro like hats for uh his birthday last week oh nice nice but yeah they look it looks fresh dang (laughs) i'm a fan i'm a fan i got one (laughs) nice yeah it was pretty solid yeah they got the a lot of cool merch to go with that for sure that's i think that that was (laughs) i feel like that was the one like bright spot like, people, like the fans enjoyed the the new merch that was coming from that, but they were like disappointed in the team as a whole. And it was like kind of that, you know, you're on the same train and you're looking at like the dark side of the yeah. mountain. And then like you look at, oh, the bright side is we got all this nice merch. At least we're nice. all dipped out. <laughs> new, new jerseys. Great. At least we look good. <laughs> Maybe that's why we haven't rebranded yet. They're just waiting for like... Like that's like uh, the all right. Well, if, if all hell breaks loose, we can everything's go food bar. That's when we'll whip out this crazy design. That's, that's the we'll... that's the <laughs> in emergency pull this lever and the Cuban yeah rebrands the whole. Nah, it's like a, I oh God. I'm kind of fully in the uh, Mark Cuban is actually kind of broke. Um, I'm. I think I think I'm fully in that's my tinfoil hat that like I know I know you know you, you don't make money by or well you got to spend money to make money as, as they say <laughs> but you don't become a billionaire by just like just you know blowing your wad on like 44 billion dollar vanity projects um I know he's taking some L's on some of these crypto <laughs> things but like there's no way he's eating on on a lot of the uh some yeah. of the recent moves <laughs> but i don't yeah. know maybe he is i don't know i'm ready for the espn 30 for 30 that goes in on like tom brady and like his finances after like the crypto bust like mark oh, cuban like all these all these sports figures who i mean crypto arena have they taken down has has the staple center taken taken down oh yeah the crypto thing the the miami miami ftx is gone they took the sign down and everything wow oh, dang. that's yeah. crazy because ftx turned out to be a ponzi scheme yeah we're just like <laughs> three dudes in a trench coat just taking folks money uh that's so wild yeah i'm ready for that for that documentary show us your tax returns mike or Mark, shows <laughs> your tax returns. Oh I hope gosh. there's not a scandal before then. Like, well, honestly, I don't know, man. Like for the thirty for thirty, there might have to be. Like, what if it comes out, Mavericks bankrupt, Mark Cuban, <laughs> Mavericks is a no. I think scam. I think for Mark Cuban to make the documentary, he would have to like sell the team in dramatic fashion. Like suddenly, you know. 
the Mavericks are like about to win like a championship with Luca and Mark Cuban up and sells the team for like <laughs> no reason at all. Or like people are like, what on earth? Like, why on earth would you sell this? Like yeah. right at right as you're about to, and it's like, I gotta pay back the IRS like forty million dollars <laughs> and I lost my he shirt. He sells the team right as we win finally. <laughs> sells everything off. That was the final finally piece. escapes the deal. Like I could finally, I could finally get off this this credit line. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's just very stubborn when it comes to rebranding stuff. So I think it. I don't know. It, it would take like an act of God for him to like. Oh yeah, I guess we need to do a rebrand. Literally, every other team has rebranded like five times over in the time that we've had our same jerseys. So it's. Yeah, he's turning into he's, Jerry he's Jones, bro. Very stubborn. Yeah. He's turning into stubborn, like annoying old dude who just we can't get him to do do what the people want. And he just, you know. Uh. Yeah, that's another thing is like the whole Christian Wood thing. Is there just like a disconnect between like Nico and Jason Kidd? Like I thought like that was those two were like in lockstep together and then it seems like Nico brought in a guy that Jason Kidd wanted nothing to do with, or then he got here, and then all of a sudden he has done that. Like, it's yeah. just <laughs> so weird. Hopefully, we have more clarification soon. But right now, it's it's a weird time to be a Mass fan. Hey, winning winning solves everything. We we will stop questioning your coaching, Jay Kidd, if you start <laughs> winning games. Mark Cuban will stop making jokes about you being broke. If you start winning some free agents and forking out and start winning some new uh, some new branding, maybe <laughs> uh, that might be a while. But yeah, um, yeah, I think we hit it all. There's not there's not a whole lot to talk about when the Mavs are on a two game losing streak and we're about to we're about to play later today. So hopefully we can get back on track. Um, but thanks for tuning in. To buckets and beyond. <laughs> it's a post-Thanksgiving yeah. episode. We 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 need to Woo! say what we we should. Oh, what, what are we th- thankful for? Yeah, we should have said what we're thankful for. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Like Mavs related. Team USA, not winning any games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a tie, a tie against England still gets you to the out of the group stage. Just beat, yeah. just beat Iran. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for Team USA. Yeah, I think I think we I think we got this group stage. I mean, I, I was hoping for a goal yesterday, but but yeah, the World Cup's been nice, even though you know it's wrapped in scandal. As soon as the game starts, I'm kind of like, ah, okay, <laughs> this, this is cool. <laughs> Thanks. I'm thankful for the four thousand migrant workers in Qatar uh, who died. Qatar. Qatar. <laughs> People, people are saying people are saying cutter and Qatar. I don't know. I've seen cutter. <laughs> cutter. You know, you know, I've seen for the first time this World Cup. Crodia. Crodia. Yeah, bro. Said, I heard someone on TV say Crodia. Oh, <laughs> bro, that sounds like a, a condition. <laughs> my my Crodia has been acting up. <laughs> for real. Uh, I think that I'm thankful for uh I think for that Cowboys win. I think with I, I did not think the Cowboys would be this good going into the season. 
and I thought it'd be reverse. I thought the Mavs would be better. Yeah. And I'd be like just ignoring it's a weird, the Cowboys. It's a weird feeling. Bad. It's a weird feeling. It is weird. It's a weird feeling to have. So just think for that Cowboys win on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Big dubs. What about you, Goon? What are you thankful for? Um I am thankful for my fantasy team is eight and three. I'm Ooh. thankful for that. Nice. I'm thankful nice. we are we are playoff bound three years in a row. All right. <laughs> um I am thankful for uh this Thanksgiving break. I've been playing uh God of War, not the new one, but the one that was like four years old, but it's been sitting on my shelf. Uh pretty rad game, pretty dope. Um, <laughs> so I'm thankful for that as a little distraction from uh some other some some of the other problems in our world, namely the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> so and you know, pie. Pie is great. Oh yeah. Pie. Fire. So good. Can't go wrong. Yeah. So many good Just, pies, varieties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hits keep coming. I made I made sweet potato pie uh, for the first time this year, and it turned out how that go? It turned out pretty good, I think. Yeah, nice. did have to run back to the store. I'm thankful for Marie Callender's pre-made pie uh, crust. <laughs> thankful okay. for that. Needed yeah. needed. They came in clutch Wednesday when this this product is brought to you by Marie <laughs> Callender's. Uh... <laughs> Next Thanksgiving, we'll be releasing our own pizza crust or pie pizza crust. Dang it. Our pie crust. <laughs> Buckets in. in. Buckets and beyond. Buckets bucket, and beyond. Bucket, bucket of pie. Get you, get yourself a bucket of pie for the buckets yeah. and beyond. Just like a it's just the thickest, super deep it's the, pie. It's the tallest pie crust you've ever seen. It's like four inches of. Ten feet tall. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the Doug yeah. Demodome of pie crust. <laughs> the official pie crust coming soon. <laughs> flagship product no no by crust of the nba yeah we uh we made we made a pretty good pie we made a pretty good pie crust tasted really good but it sunk in the in the pan in the dish because of some stuff we didn't have and so it just turned into like a disc of the like the homemade the homemade pie crust that we were trying to make so it just like kind of sunk in the dish, and we just had like a frisbee instead oh, of like an act, okay. instead of like an actual crust. Um, it was like or, a l- lasagna. Of like actual sides, so, yeah. sides. So I was like, "Damn!" So ran over to Tom Thumb at like eleven thirty on Wednesday morning, <laughs> and they had stocked up on those Marie Callender's pre-made pies. Just mm. clutch. The filling was all us, but. Um, <laughs> The good stuff. Yeah. Nice. She's well, my cherry pie. She's <laughs> my cherry pie. Sweet goodbye. I don't, I don't what was know the, the Ben, what was the best? What was the best dish at Thanksgiving this year? And what was mm. the worst one? Who do you need to oh, go man. in on as, as like, <laughs> man, this dish was ass. How dare you serve this? Um, what was the best? Let's start with the best. The best, the best, the best, the best. <laughs> That's kind of tricky. I think the mac and cheese. Whoever made mac and cheese, that was really good. That was the best. Also made mac and cheese this year. I'm not sure. Okay. It it was it was okay. I'm I'm con I'm consistently trying to up the standards on my mac and cheese. 
I don't think I don't think I'll ever be satisfied with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um the the worst. Um going on I, I Aunt Linda. Going on. So this is kind of a loophole because it wasn't made by anybody, but it was brought in with a lot of like a lot of hype. Like this this uh Chico's tacos that is like an El Paso thing. And I was thinking like, oh, like they're gonna be like actual tacos, but they were just like little taquitos with um like like beef in the middle. And I was like, oh, this is like the way they're talking about it, it's gonna be super good. And I had it and it was just like this is a letdown. I don't know if it didn't travel well or what it was. Like that was to me, that was just a wow. So you're instead of instead of shading <laughs> one of your family members, you are shading the entire city of El Paso and Chico, <laughs> and Chico's tacos. Um, it was uh, it was not for me. Sorry, guys. El Paso Ben Seibel lives at uh 1411 <laughs> san fernando way in garland uh, if you need to find him oh man so... <laughs> do you want to share your thoughts you can tweet them at buckets beyond jay jay what was what was the best what was the worst who needs who needs to go back to the kitchen and put in some work <laughs> the best the best is the ham my dad knows how to season ham mm. and it's like sweet mm. it's got it's like an adventure bro like it's just got <laughs> the way he cooks ham i don't know what it is like i'm not a cook i can't i could cook like two things <laughs> but my dad man he could uh he could put some flavor in the ham so that's really good um we had relatives over a few thanksgivings ago and in a couple of them i remember one of my cousins was like, this is the greatest ham I've ever had. Like, like, like this is, this is like, like, she was just like mind blown. Like, it founded. was like, like watching a food network show. She was like, it was like that kind of reaction, but, but he gets that kind of reaction to the ham. So like the ham that, that stole the show per usual. Um, the worst, I'm going to go with cranberry sauce. And did someone and, make a, did someone make like a homemade cranberry sauce? No, but every every Thanksgiving, that's the one thing that's like out of a can. That's the one thing that's like that's like Oh, just, so you're just you're just dogging on ocean spray then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chico's ocean spray, both of y'all getting the smoke this year from Buckets and Beyond. Like Dang. um catching strays two out. days later. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I that's the and this is this is really beef with ocean spray and anybody that just Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Let's just get a can of like, like. It, I don't like things just being there and us just wasting half a can of cranberry, whatever. It's not that great. It's just whatever you know. Not into the cranberry, uh, whatever that crap is. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard to pick a. It's hard to pick. You know, when you don't have you don't have a big big family coming in from out of town and stuff like we haven't had and no, but nobody's bringing in like. I don't know. Nobody really bought any trash this year because we didn't have a huge roster. So, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, uh, we we continue that trend. No boo boo at the at the at the dinner, please. No, no, no poor free agent signings. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, I'm well. I'm glad no family members brought terrible stuff to y'all's thanksgiving it sounds what about you what about yours um best and worst 
let's see. You want to shout out the uh, the relative you put on blast last uh, last Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, no, no. She, uh, I didn't try her pecan pie this year, but it it was not soupy this year. It like it it was solid this year. Uh, from all all reports, all reports that I heard were like, "Damn, Janie, Maybe like she- this, like the pie is actually set." Shit, like nice. Um, so like, did she hear the pod and she's like, "All right, Angie, I'll work on it." Absolutely. I'll get better. No. Do you um, have any anxiety that maybe she did? No, I do, no, I do not. No. Uh, let's see. I think I will say this. She she also brings stuffing. It was a little a little too much celery this year. A little too much celery in that stuffing. Uh, but it was still good. It was still good. Like her her stuffing always whips. So <laughs> dang. Okay. I got to go in on somebody who I know. Well, th- this will be risky. This is going to be risky. Uh-oh. Um, My my family, so we went to two Thanksgivings. We went to Lacey's, uh, which was good. Like, everything was was pretty good. Their stuffing was not as good as Janie Kaiser's back at, at my family's. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, my God, why would you serve this? But they had they had a full ham and they had turkey and then we went to my parents and our our families is usually a pretty small like there's usually like seven or eight of us and they got the smallest scrawniest turkey I think I've <laughs> ever seen in my life and and also and also like I didn't realize this until like I started dating Lacey my mom is is one of those white people who does not season the turkey like at all. <laughs> Oh, at all. No. like she bases it she bases it like it's never been it's never been dry like she she keeps it but like no seasoning whatsoever it's just like we're just we're just basting it in butter one time we smoked it and that was my dad but this year this turkey was the smallest scrawniest thing you have ever seen it's all gone already like all of it <laughs> it's gone like Dang. i was over there i was over there yesterday and they had a little Tupperware like this big, and that was that was what was left. That was it. Just a little Tupperware after after one day, and there were like six people. There were like six of us over there eating that turkey. I was like, I was like, what? Where did you get this turkey? It was emaciated. Um, so the the turkey this year at my family's mm. was what uh, was a failure. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's noticeably small. Just on just on sheer volume alone, sheer shot volume alone, like we're <laughs> yeah, that's a violation, bro. Like, the, like the, you could have a, I think you could have, a, you could have a small ham, you could have a ghetto ham. I think you know, you could, you could even have like, I don't know, you you could get away with, with um, I don't know, with cheaping out on other things, but like the ham, that's like a, you know, there's a visual factor to the ham. You like, you see it all <laughs> afternoon. You're waiting for it all afternoon. You're probably preparing it 24 hours in advance, maybe. You know, if you're real. I mean, it sounds like your mom might not uh <laughs> no, no, might not be uh, on that team, but you know, <laughs> the, the turkey's well, like unfortunately, it's always like you know, it's it's like the basket, it's like the orange spalding. It's like, you know, you don't you don't want a small one of those. But and it and the it got the job done on the day of, <clears throat> but almost as important as the day of is how long how long are you snacking on turkey sandwiches how long are you snacking on 
leftovers of that turkey. And if you can't make it 12 hours past Thanksgiving, if if that turkey is gone after after 18 hours, like, mm-mm, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah, you should be going deep into the week. You should, like, in the weekend, you should be, like, complaining I should be about... able to take a turkey sandwich to lunch on Monday. Right. Yeah, there should be complaining going on by the end of the weekend, like, there's too many leftovers still. Why did we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah why Think did we of do... the leftovers. Why, why did, did we? we take all why did we do this? Or... Like we do this every year. Why? Yeah. <laughs> there's no. There's no space in the fridge for all this shit. Y'all better eat this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. Are y'all putting up Christmas decorations? Oh yeah, we we already put them up. Oh, it's we... been up. It's been up nice. for two weeks. <clears throat> nice. Lacey, yeah. is a, Lacey is a premature uh, Christmas, Christmas celebrator. celebrator. <laughs> yep, yep. Nice. Yeah, we went we went to like a friend's giving like a couple weeks ago, and they already had their Christmas stuff up, and that's all Lauren needed. And she's like, "All right, we're going we're going home and putting everything up now." And now I come back from work. Birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we still haven't decorated the tree yet, so we're probably gonna do that. But we have like everything else up. We have some Christmas lights. They're not the best. We're still trying to figure out what we want to do there, but yeah. Nice. I'm going to my mom's house today. I I already know it's about to be like, like big, big, like, Hey, can you help me get the tree out of the da 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 da? Like like the weekend after Thanksgiving, (laughs) that's when, that's like when Christmas begins. But before Thanksgiving, there's no, like no word, no mention of, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Christmas time is here. Holiday season <laughs> from Buckus and beyond. <laughs> well, that seems as good a time as any to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and Merry Christmas. we Christmas. <laughs> and we uh thank you for tuning in to Buckets and Beyond this Thanksgiving holiday edition. You can uh, find us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond, and then um, on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Um, we'll try to stay with the Mavs, continue the coverage throughout the season, and feel free to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you for tuning in. We are out of here. Adios.